1: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds.
0: You're tuned in to episode 439 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd.
2: And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd here To bring the facts and the fire to your day.
0: Now, where is the coffee? Today on the show, we will end our discussion on the metaverse with an open chat on our Discord.
2: (sighs) (laughs) Also on the show today, M Ms get an update, if you can even tell.
0: But first, today is Thursday, January twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. We got some holidays to celebrate.
2: Uh, that's right. Clash and Clothes Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you can be... M-
0: mismatch your clothes, mismatch your I socks. was just
2: about to ask you, how do you say that word?
0: Mismatch.
2: Mismatch or yeah. mix match.
0: Mismatch. Because it's not a match. And a mix match doesn't make any sense because it won't match. No, hold
2: on. Mix match does make sense, but I have never in my 36 years had someone explain to me because it's not a match by saying by saying that about mismatch.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the definition of the word. No,
2: no, I get it now. It makes perfect sense now. But no one has ever... It's mismatch, not mix match. And then, I mean, I feel like There are just as many people who say mix.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those commonly misspoken things. I'm sure. Yeah. Just like I could care less really means you kind of care a little, but I couldn't care less is what most people want to say.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh huh. You're right. Anyway, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so that's
0: that's where I think it comes into Megara in our chat says mix and match.
2: Ah,
0: is I think that's where a lot of people get that from is the phrase mix and match because that's the same kind of thing. She's
2: so clever. She said, "I mix and match to avoid mismatching."
0: Supposedly, <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Oh, that drives me crazy.
2: <laughs> and that and specifically, specifically, <laughs> I don't understand. Are you a uh, an ocean on the western side of the United States?
0: Inflammable means flammable. What a country. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's, it's a, a moo, moo point. point. Yes.
0: It's a cow's opinion. It's a cow's
2: opinion. It's moo.
0: <laughs> What's the other holiday we're celebrating?
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's also National Chocolate Cake Day. I honestly <laughs> forgot for a second that we were recording. Sorry.
0: We're <laughs> just having fun. Yeah, just, just hanging, out, just hanging wise. out. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, now it is time for a back row rant. Now, you may have heard about the, the MM's new redesign at this point because a lot of people are kind of making fun of it. But I just want to tell you why it's ridiculous. In case you haven't heard about it,
2: I haven't heard about it.
0: <sighs> so let me read to you how they're how they're explaining this 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 redesign of both the M and M's characters and the logo of M and M's. Okay they said that this makeover for 2022 was a fresh modern take on their design and a more nuanced pers- uh the more nuanced personalities to underscore the importance of self-expression and power of community through storytelling that their new look would help bring the characters into a more dynamic progressive world this is this is from the the press release from Mars m ms okay now Some people think automatically, oh, this is going to be like VeggieTales when they went to Netflix. It's going to just be so off-putting, terrible, or it's going to be weirdly uh, offensive in a way that they didn't mean to be. So let me show you what they look like. I can't show you on, on Twitch, can't show you on the radio, but you can look this up yourself. But let me show you what they look like before and after. Here's a before and here's an after. Do you see any difference?
2: I mean, the coloring is different.
0: Yeah, it's a little more bold over there, a little brighter. uh, not much shadow.
2: Uh, I mean, do, is there not a plain brown M M&M and M anymore? Well it's right there.
0: They're just a little. They're, they're different different places, but can okay. You know, can I you can I say at, something? If you looked at this, no, the no. After, hold us. Here's the thing. Yeah, they all look like
2: they went on the keto diet. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They're all
0: slightly slimmer. Yeah. Put it that way. But other than that, like if you didn't see this and you just looked at the after, would you have noticed there was anything different from what you've seen for years?
2: Honestly, Yes, I would think that it's a knockoff brand of M and M's. They don't look like the M and M's.
0: Uh, no, they look the same to me. I don't understand why you're no being crazy here. I'm not they being look crazy. Exactly the same. I need
2: somebody in our <laughs> Twitch chat to go look right now, please.
0: But here's the difference. Besides being slightly slimmer and bolder colors, they changed up some of the shoes. They added laces to uh, red and yellows. They tied the laces on oranges. They gave green normal shoes instead of high heel boots. And instead of them having like white arms and legs, like skin tone white, mm-hmm. they made them actual white and then tinted them slightly to the color of the MM. So it's like a slight blue white. But for real, honestly, you can't tell the difference without really looking and even then, most people I don't think would notice at all.
2: I totally can see a difference. (laughs) I'm not even kidding.
0: But here's the worst part, here's the worst part. They also say that they are changing the logo to make the and symbol much more forward facing and and, uh, bold to give this like inclusive feeling to it. Can you, What's the difference? The
2: difference is that before it was askew. angled. Yeah. The logo itself, the entire thing right. was the angled. The m
0: whole logo is uh-huh. and now it's just. Straight. Straight. The logo itself is exactly the same otherwise, <laughs> other than the angle that it's there. How is that any different? It's, it really feels like this is a troll. It really feels like this is a joke that they're playing on everybody because they use such broad language of how this is more inclusive and it's it represents the 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 country moving forward as the world I changes. Eminem changes with it.
2: I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> how the inclusivity side of it. I don't understand it, not even right. slightly. In a little bit, and quite honestly, I feel like okay, is that a side by side of
0: that's a side by side and after? Yeah.
2: Okay, so there, it's very hard to tell.
0: Right, you a can difference. see shoelaces. Yeah, and the colors are a little bit brighter. Right, that's about it.
2: <laughs> um, but honestly, I think that it's going to end up being a bad thing, a bad marketing thing. Right, because I really do think that there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, "Uh, this ain't M and M's. I don't know what this is. Is this N and N's? It ain't M and M's." they came from the eight mile
0: i mean i just don't okay so and and people in the chat are saying you know it's like another company using political language to make money i really feel like yeah i really feel like for And, and i think more so than any other one of these that has come out in the past I, it really just feels like a. It feels like they were doing what they've done every ten years or so, and just updating the design with new animation standards. And like, but we're also gonna say, it's because times are changing, and this country is growing into something more uh, inclusive. Okay.
2: Okay. Then guess what? <laughs> Explain to me. I want you to tell me, piece by piece, character by character. How you, the changes you made make your brand of candy more inclusive, please. I
0: think they stopped Let's go short. There. They stopped short of like assigning genders or sexual preferences or. Uh, they any already other things have for that. genders. No, I mean like. We all know the, that Green the... is <laughs> the female. Brown, we all know. Brown's also a female.
2: Is she? Oh, she is.
0: (laughs) She's like the newest character.
2: She just doesn't wear the boots, right? She doesn't
0: have one. And it was a rather inappropriate commercial that she, maybe not debuted on, but it was one of the earlier ones. Oh, but. Because Red thought she was naked. (laughs) And he walks in and goes, oh, it's that kind of party. And then he's seen (laughs) waving his red (laughs) shell over his body. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was a Super Bowl commercial, and I laughed hysterically at it. We can't have that anymore, guys. What country are we living in? Wow. That's my rant for
2: the day. Is it? Is it?
0: All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Have you ever been around another person that used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain you should know, but you didn't? Of course you have. Well, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new. This is the real world, bub, and you need to learn to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because LTN has another nerdy definition for you. Today's term is meta. Meta actually has several different meanings in nerd culture. The most recent use of the word is its use as the new company name for what used to be called Facebook. Now Facebook is just a product offered by Meta. The company changed its name due to its intentions to kickstart the metaverse, which touts itself to be the next stage of an evolution for tech, which will see virtual reality and augmented reality play a much larger role in our lives in the coming years. In the gaming world, it is sometimes used as an acronym for Most Effective Tactics Available, meaning that calling something meta is saying that it's an effective way to achieve the goal of the game, beating the other players or the game itself. In meme culture, a meta meme is a meme made about the meme itself, usually poking fun at the meme's standard format by subverting it. And expounding on that, meta is most commonly used when a creative work is referring to itself or to the conventions of a genre. The show Community used meta references throughout its entire six-season run, usually through the character of Abed Nadir, who often referred to their school years as seasons and played to an audience watching his life. So the next time someone says, that's so meta... Well, you might not know what they mean right off the bat, but you can probably narrow it down because now you understand all these references. Backrow Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt,
2: and I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us.
0: Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. Every time that she's still not time. prepared.
2: The history of chocolate cake goes back to 1764 when Dr. James Baker discovered how to make chocolate by grinding cocoa beans between two. Massive, circular millstones. The irony
0: <laughs>
2: in the fact that the doctor's last name is Baker.
0: There's a line in um, one of the Left Behind books where the, the rabbi character is questioned by one of the like the peacekeeper bad guys. You know what's your name? Well, I don't have my identification. Well, where do, where do you work? Like, oh, uh, I'm a I'm a baker. Uh, what's your name? Joe. Baker. I'm I'm Joe Baker, and I'm Joe Baker. <laughs> and he got away. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever, and he got away. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not finding your joke terribly hilarious. However, I am finding Tad's joke terribly hilarious.
0: The first Hyper Miller?
2: Mm-hmm. He's the first Hyper Miller. You get it? From Monday, the Hyper Miler. But he figured out, Dr. Baker over here figured out that by grounding uh, cocoa you beans. Gotcha.
0: Grind- grinding.
2: Grinding? Grounding? What? Grounding? You You have to go to your room, but you can't come out. Uh, Grinding cocoa beans in a... What was it called? That's
0: it. No hot chocolate for you for two weeks, buddy.
2: Y'all leave me alone. I'm tired. Mind your business.
0: Uh, Now it's over to our weird news desk. Nope. (laughs) Yes, that's where we're going.
2: Here's a news story you might not have heard.
0: Now, this is this is not meant to be political commentary, uh, but it is out of the books of did they really not think this through?
2: I feel like you say this every week.
0: <laughs> I have to because it's just so silly. So uh, this week they are rolling out. The White House is rolling out uh, an ad about year one of the Biden-Harris administration. And. uh this ad features a, a familiar voice of uh, Tom Hanks, and so l- let me just play you a little bit of how it goes. The beginning is a, there was
2: always light.
0: A poem, only part of a brave poem.
3: enough to see it, if only we're brave enough
1: to be it.
0: Oh, hear that. Think you can if only we're brave enough brave enough to live through two of the most difficult years many of us can remember brave enough to pull ourselves up again and again america is the home of the brave it's why we keep getting up no matter how many times we get knocked down like with our economy it isn't all the way back but it's getting stronger we may be entering year three of a pandemic none of us wanted or expected but we're moving I was the first. So that's just the first part of it. It's a two-minute thing. It's going to be playing everywhere over the next few weeks. Uh, But it's Tom Hanks. Tom Tom Hanks Hanks narrating what is essentially a puff piece for the government, our current government. Anyone who watched the Simpsons movie from 2007 immediately saw a parallel Let me play for you, and then let me give you a setup for the Simpsons movie. Spoiler alert, but it's from 2007, so if you didn't watch it by now, you don't really care. Yeah. Springfield is uh, deemed a, a massive environmental hazard. The EPA has sealed the entire city under a dome and plans to blow it up with a giant bomb and make a massive crater into the ground. Okay. The Simpsons manage to escape, and they are watching a TV f- from Alaska, where they have escaped too. And this commercial comes on. Just listen to this.
1: Are you tired of the same old Grand Canyon? Here we are, kids.
0: The Grand Canyon.
4: It's so old and boring. I want a new one. Now!
0: Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine.
4: Toss all my hair, Mr. Hanks.
0: <laughs> sure thing, son. <laughs> now, I'm pleased to tell you all about the new Grand Canyon. Coming this weekend, it's east of Shelbyville and south of Capital City. That's where Springfield is! It's nowhere near where anything is or ever was. This is Tom Hanks saying if you're going to pick a government to trust, why not this one? <laughs> <clears throat> this is not the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> well. well, then this brings the Simpsons. Did it meme into the stratosphere already? My gosh, you really did go get Tom Hanks to convince the country <laughs> about how great you're doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. after the simpsons did it with those exactly how did tom hanks not think about this when he was offered this role You're Can... like you know what <laughs> people might make this a meme and put that other audio over this commercial and put it on the internet
2: you know a part of me really hopes that he did and that's why he
0: did it. Oh. This is Tom Hanks saying, if you're gonna pick a government to trust
2: Why not this one? one? <laughs> I also feel like I mean oh. his oh. his piece in this new advertisement isn't meant to be condescending, right? It's not meant to be like opposing what they're saying, right? Because it kind of gives off a, a vibe of, like...
0: Oh, no. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be very genuine. I mean,
2: am I the only one that felt that? Like, if only we were brave. Like, let me tell you how we've been brave. Because you mm-hmm. don't seem to get it. Like, that...
0: Oh, you say con- condescending kind of, towards the... I get you. I get you.
2: Yeah, not towards...
0: Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Because I kind of... Uh, I mean, yeah, we're going to get into the political stuff. But that's kind of the... The vibe we get out of this administration right now is why aren't you happier with me (laughs) but i mean hey that's everybody right that's every president so Mm -hmm. that's where we're at Oh. oh and that is true yeah someone in our chat is saying that his brother often does uh voiceover work sometimes for tom hanks and uh that is true that is very true
2: i mean does he get his permission
0: First? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I believe him. Tom Hanks is, like, I mean, I mean he's, he's a busy boy. Sure, exactly.
2: But here's the thing, like, I know that if Cannon and Tofer sounded alike, Cannon would get offered something <laughs> that he 100% agreed with. And then like a year later, Topher would be like, why did you, why did you voice over that why for me? I voice. don't agree with what. <laughs> you can't use my voice. Yeah. I just, I'm curious. I really am. Anyway.
0: That's funny. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's take another quick break.
2: When we come back, we dive into our main topic.
0: Stick around. Do you think that Matt will let me do a little radio jingle? Of you singing? Yeah. Absolutely. Radio.
5: Swing. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect.
4: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. No. Hey, we'll work on it. Yeah. (laughs)
2: all the podcast apps subscribe rate five stars and leave a review or don't we're not your parents and we won't be mad just disappointed
0: so this week our topic is the metaverse and the big plan behind this shift in society and technology is that the bulk of our interactions would move to a virtual reality setting intermixed with a little augmented reality too so that means school classes, several jobs, going to concerts, hanging out with friends, playing games, going to see movies, uh, of course, playing video games, not just like tabletop games or anything like that. All of that could be done from the couch with a headset on. So assuming that uh Meta successfully produces this new headset that they're promising in the next year that can be worn for hours on end with less stress and fatigue on the head and the eyes, do you think that you could acclimate to spending most of your waking hours in a virtual reality Ready Player One type situation? That's the question for today, guys. Now, in our chat, we've got... Uh, Hillary, KY redhead. We got Megara, uh, who famously beat me in a game on Ooh, yesterday's whoop. show. We have uh, Duncan, who goes by Tad, uh, on most of our stuff here, and uh, we have Thray as well. So all four of them are in the chat. Uh, I've got KY at the top of my list. So uh, Hillary, would you like to go first?
3: Um, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I am not like um, a huge fan of the meta conglomerate right now because I just had a extremely frustrating experience with um, messaging with one of my customers where she was messaging me through Facebook but it was showing up in my Instagram messenger. And so I was replying Instagram messenger, which she never checks. And so she wasn't getting my messages and neither one of us realized that until like two weeks after this was happening. So I'm already a little peeved at the whole meta thing. Um, my dual answer is I hate the idea of virtual reality stuff. We homeschool and uh, we're very, um I don't want to say counterculture cause that has a particular meaning, but um, we're not huge, put hands in the tech, it, tech in the hands of kids, tech all the time people. Um, yeah. we're big book people, we're big experience people. And so that's one thing, but I will say from the perspective of someone with depression and anxiety, it would be very easy to exist in a false reality and allow that to become my, my everyday. Um, not just like me personally, but just saying as some, you know, if you have a reality that you want to escape from, or if you have any type of, um, non-neurotypical or, you know, neurotransmitter issues, that might be something that could be destructive because we were designed to live in community, um, with actual people in real life. And, um, I think that that would be too easy to become a slippery
0: slope. Mm.
3: Just me personally. Mm.
0: All right. Uh, who wants to jump in next here?
5: Jump off that and just say I completely agree with what uh, KY said. That like, as someone who has been in that situation where I've just wanted to escape, having the and like even with just online communities, you can get so sucked into them, and you just miss out on that like real in person interaction. And with everything been going on with the pandemic and the quarantining. Um, I'm seeing like with my students and a lot of people I know just like getting really sucked into uh, a virtual reality and missing that missing out on those in real life relationships and the ability to even bond with each other in a way where I'm seeing my students struggle to work out conflict via in person they'd rather do it over the phone or really have a relationship in person they'd rather all do it virtually it's just really sad to me um to see that. So I don't think I could do it. And I think it's really dangerous to keep pushing it into a world that's already so addicted to technology.
0: Mm. Thank you for that. Uh, Tad, Duncan. What do you
1: uh, think? Okay. So snow crash. I have not read the book yet, but I love um, dystopian future stuff like uh, 1984 stuff like that. Snow crash is about uh, people who live in a cement uh, jungle. So the whole Earth is just cement buildings. There's no life left. And um, how people escape is to go to the meta, um, which is explained in this book. And I can't remember what year it came out—nineteen ninety something. So in that, um, we're going to see the same results. We're going, and we've seen more of the same results type of thing. We've seen um, higher corrosion rates on on hikes and different uh sunflower patches things like this where people are more um prioritizing how they look in certain areas um and they lose touch with the natural environment that we are already put into uh same thing with socialization the the percentage of um uh social anxieties and uh social interaction is like through the roof like Uh, I don't... uh, How... uh, It's... Sorry. (laughs) It's really tough because I like conclusions, and so people nowadays do not conclude conversations, and you sit there like, okay, are we done? Like, do I need to stay here for a little bit more? And we lose that in-touchness of the finalities, and that things have purpose. Um, in like tangi- tangibility so um, that those are some things that are downhill the up- uh, the positive side would be the uh, being able to interact more with the world and that's the only thing that would be cool <laughs> All
0: right. and Threy what do you think
2: Threy completely disagrees with everyone
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding Thray is in Ooh. a simulation right now okay
2: that reputation is that what goes on i feel bad
0: no, no, no that's no.
2: not what i'm saying at all but it is kind oh. of what i'm hoping for just so that there's somebody on the opposite side of the fence yeah, not because worry. i feel I will, that way
4: I, 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 I do have a couple a couple you know devil's advocate points to just point out okay. but i will admit i am the one who um had someone expose me to a wonderful anime, or at least they thought was mm-hmm. wonderful, because I am not an anime person for the most part. I It is an acquired taste for me. Mm. Um Agreed. I was <laughs> exposed to uh, so- Sword Art Online and another one called Log Horizon. And the concept in both of these was the idea that uh, you would have individuals enter... The VR like world, um, and be stuck there because it could physically kill you. And Ooh. the problem is, is that, um, that spooked me. So I'm just going to admit my bias and say that that spooked me a lot <laughs> to the point that Meg had to hold my hand and go, it's okay. We can play this game about deactivating a bomb, and it's not gonna hurt.
2: But I will be real with you.
4: Um, in addition to the things that have already been said, which are, I feel are all valid, there's a lot of health concerns with the technology in general. Um, it makes a lot of weight on the front of your face. If you thought people had trouble adapting to masks, let's put a headgear on you. Um, <laughs> hmm. And um, also, if you have any imperfect vision or hearing or inner oh ear goodness. issues you are not going to last an eight-hour school day um, or whatever they would implement in that potential situation. I mean, as it is, I've heard tales from multiple people. um, (laughs) Admittedly, two of them are here in the fact that we have our wonderful teacher resources just already previously speaking um, expressing concerns about their students in a virtual uh, situation. I mean, out east uh they've got they've got mental health hospitals for those that have become so addicted to the virtual reality and the online uh community that i mean that's probably why we've got China doing the whiplash of limiting gaming and other uses to try to limit those communities, but we've also seen the benefits. I mean, this online community has been a big benefit through the pandemic. And uh, Tokyo is also implementing uh, robot technology to allow those that are paralyzed to engage with the real world via an online interaction, some of that being VR based. Um, That way they can potentially have a job uh, in a situation they would otherwise not. I feel like those are potentially good uses, but they would also have to be highly monitored because those individuals, for the most part, already have a situation where their doctor is heavily involved in their care, and so introducing a technology that would have additional side effects to them, you know, it's one of those, well, they're already in a bad spot, so (laughs) how can this make it worse? Um... But the problem is, is as Tad mentioned, there's many, many sci-fis and things that express the same thing, that anxieties, those, those other emotions and other triggers that become the slippery slope of, well, they're already hurting, so why not? And that's kind of the problem, is we are very capable humans of creating things and getting very, very good at it. However... <laughs> Should we is always the problem that we have because we are curious, <laughs> right. curious beings.
0: Can we is um, not always the question. Should we is what we should be talking about.
4: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And in this particular case, yeah, I'm gonna vote no, especially even just immediate things like it is a nightmare for people with imperfect vision or inner ear stuff. Well, that um, is
0: those those two things are supposed to, and the the front heavy. Uh, aspect that you mentioned of the yes. goggles; those are all things that are supposed to be being addressed in this new headgear that they are trying to come out with in the next they year. You say that
4: every time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking at the prototype that they posted, um mm-hmm. it's not; it's definitely not like the Oculus. It doesn't have a giant, you know, basically theater that's your strap to your face. Like it looks more like closer to. Headphones for your eyes, you know, and that kind of bulk—not as—not as as big as as uh, what we currently see. If they're able to pull it off,
4: my thoughts: (laughs) Does it have a blue light filter in it? Right. How does that affect the experience? Mm -hmm. How does this exposure to extended screen time uh, affect your brain's ability to monitor uh, day and night? Right. I mean, we already have a situation where people genuinely have their brains totally confused of what time of year it is because they're not exposed to enough uh, far red and red radiation Hmm. to tell anymore that not every day is noon on a summer day. Oh, Uh, and
1: melatonin levels on average have have dropped immensely. 100%. few years. There's a... Okay, I'm
4: going to
1: I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, no, no. Please um,
0: go. This is what this, this is for. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is okay. also, this also involves Christianity as well. I saw Life Church, uh, yeah. what was it, about a month ago? Yep. Um, they did their very first
0: metaverse church. Yeah. They're and... start, well, technically, it's not metaverse at this point. Metaverse doesn't officially mm-hmm. exist yet, but it is a virtual reality. Um, yeah. And there's also another VR church that's been going for a few years now. Uh, that Mo and I actually covered just a few months before we got folded into LTN uh, on our show. That uh, essentially kind of started as people that couldn't go out, couldn't go to a, you know can't leave their home, but has grown into a a big community of people that just attend church online. And we have that had that whole discussion of is that really the same thing? You know, especially faith wise, is it the same thing to be building your entire church life around something that's only in virtual reality, that only exists in virtual reality? But whether that's the case or not, like you said with Life Church, and of course, I'm sure many people are going to jump on the bandwagon, uh, it's going to be a reality. <laughs> yeah. In uh, like all honesty, <laughs> I feel like that's the
4: same argument as <clears throat> when churches started getting on the radio waves. Um it's just a different type of church and it has a different audience yeah but just like uh, Billy Graham would minister to people and then say okay you've heard you've received now go get in a community
1: mm-hmm. yes that Agreed. is
4: that is the thing and that is the line and just as folks that absorb radio church you know there's there's for as long as there's been a way to distance oneself from community yet still try to participate, humans have been trying to do it. That's yeah. just my easiest technology grab, but I'm sure there were ways before that, um,
0: where. But at the same time, they can These kind of things can also serve as catalysts for future connection to a real church. You know, oh, quite, absolutely. There's yeah. yeah, quite a few people. Yeah, quite a few people that are yeah disconnected is, is, from
4: the church. Plen- there's there's plenty of those that go and and plant seeds but once once they're starting to sprout they need to be cultivated and they go someplace yeah absolutely and that's the thing it, it's like uh we're talking about the metaverse church but there were plenty of i didn't go to one it's not my style but there was plenty of stories of minecraft churches where uh, <laughs> chaplains were building uh, little minecraft chapels in their little servers and inviting their congregates to meet in a voice chat and do church that way um, it was mm-hmm. different, but it was a war- thing
1: yeah yeah war of the Warcraft as well um had had a similar but all of those moments were. Yeah, like we're saying, points of like reaching out to people, just like LTN, reaching out to yeah. people in their culture, in their comfort, and meeting them where they are at. Right. And,
0: and I'm sure yeah. LTN will get involved uh, with the metaverse uh, as it grows, <laughs> no doubt, because that's going to be a place full of nerds. <laughs> so, so has weird. anybody
3: else been reminded of Wally and the civilization on the ship Wally. with this whole conversation mm. because like all those people were living independently in pods, somehow still procreating, somehow still, you know, experiencing different parts of the ship but all very isolated, but not realizing that they were isolated, and not realizing what they were missing because that was normal yeah. mm-hmm. until they got shaken out of their virtual reality. And so, I don't know. It just, it just, you know, no, it just yeah, makes I mean, me that's, think that's about
0: that. that. That's, that, that's <laughs> a valid point. In fact, you know, all these things that we brought up all the the dystopian future and uh, living, in virtual reality, augmented reality, things that you know have been sci-fi stories, nearly all of them paint this as ah, this probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> oh, but, forgive
4: uh, me. Is is there a utopia story that ends well?
0: Good point. You have a good point. But <laughs> heaven. <laughs>
4: Thank you, KY. I thought that too.
0: But like, I got you, sister. Meg, Meg a little ch- more
4: than a story, though, right?
0: The, Meg in the chat brought up that that funny quote of sci-fi author: "Don't do this thing, scientist. Let's do this thing." Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of where we're where we're at uh mm. with a lot of these things. But it does seem like this is a an, an inevitable future. Um It seems like everything's tilting this way. We just saw. Um Xbox, Microsoft, make it that giant purchase of Activision and Blizzard uh, this past week with, they stated, the ex- explicit goal of trying to corner a market on the metaverse here when it comes to gaming. Because, of course, gaming is going to be a huge part of what mm-hmm. the metaverse will become. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's almost certainly going to grow in every sector of society uh, over the next probably decade. Like it's going to happen a lot faster than I think any of us are going to be ready for. And uh the way it was described in, in uh, one of the videos that I saw is like in the, in the way that we think going to the library is outdated when you can just Google it. Now we're going to eventually get to the point where, we can just think of something and be immersed in it, in the metaverse, and having to go and type out a search term is going to feel so outdated.
2: I'm offended.
4: <laughs> I yeah. I put a going to the library is not because...
2: outdated. Absolutely Sorry.
4: not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My personal feelings are hurt. I have been attacked.
0: Go ahead, three. I never have, I never go to Google and find all my books stacked up in weird places and the Google person yelling saying, Hey, Google's closed today while we reorganize everything by color and (laughs) height.
1: But, Mo, you can look but forward servers to servers crash
5: your... all the time. Yeah, Google's down today because our server crashed <laughs> because we had uh, so many <gasps> DDoS attacks or whatever it's called. <laughs> at yeah. least you can still uh,
2: open a book. You might. It might take you a little bit longer to week. find it.
0: From but you can nine st- to four every weekday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and the information in a book is not going to disappear if somebody stops paying for the address. So, or the server space. <laughs> this is not the
3: crowd to argue about uh, anti-book with. Let me just warn you ahead of time, because
1: you're over... definitely barking
3: up the wrong trees here.
1: <laughs> Goes to the metaverse, her her uh-huh. work will be an eye shot. An <laughs> eye shot.
0: <laughs> Mo's face. Oh, so funny. You better watch
5: out, because also in the metaverse she'll be you with the guns that are in her eyes. So, <laughs> Listen, again, Some of our
2: friends know all about my eye shot, okay? <laughs> they will tell you, they will warn you. Oh, it is not gracious. something you want to mess with.
3: You don't want to be okay, with no, an eye no, shot. You're about. a
5: librarian, you scare me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I do need to add, though, something that I have just learned very recently that I find mind blowing is that. Teenagers today, like we think of Google, we think just go search it on Google. Easy. Do you know teenagers today don't fully understand Google? I've told my kids, I've told several other kids, (laughs) type it in Google, figure it out. And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? Type it in Google.
4: Well, if you think Your about question. It, what
2: you want to find you're... out. Type it in. Uh, but what do I put? Your question. Yeah. <laughs> right the whole well, If you think about it. Alexa, you, you how do I the... Google? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Thray. Thray has been trying to say something, Matt.
0: Sorry. What's up?
2: No, no.
4: It's okay. <laughs> I'm not. I, I can't see any bubbles, so I don't get a cue. Sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> um If you think about it, we have the building blocks of, I think, most of us here were at least at some point uh, given the, you know, uh, quote-unquote old-fashioned tools of, okay, this is how you look up something in an encyclopedia. Yes. And while while we don't do that, it taught us to critical think of what keywords we were looking for. Yep. And then Mm -hmm. that information is what we would enter into a Google search. So, yeah, the process became so much easier. But that process of critical thinking to come up with, okay, if I can't figure out that word, then what word can I use? Or what what words were around it that I can find? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are tools that we were given the building blocks for because we grew up as the technology grew up. Mm. Yep. But the next generation, it's just You know talk to it magic yeah Yeah.
1: um and and with that we we also have lost a lot of the in-house uh education when it comes to utilizing of the internet like when's the last time you a kid has gone through uh internet courtesy or um how to look things up on google how to yeah. use parentheses on Google search, actually. Well, Google you know.
4: is spending a ton of money on making ads for that very purpose right now. I'll tell you that much. Try At much our house,
1: we have. We have but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so on PBS, when, when we were kids, was uh, Cyber... What was it called? Cyber... Cyber Kids. Cyber Kids. And oh it went on about, you know, what not to do with strangers and... and how do you keep your password safe? And things like oh, this in oh, an fun animated uh, way with um, the, oh my goodness, the guy that play, uh, played the parrot from Aladdin.
0: <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey?
1: Oh. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried oh, played no, you're the thi- bird. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Love that show. Just couldn't remember the name. I anyway, it was a math show. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I only
3: know about that because of my kids, though. So I can't really be yeah, like, that's my childhood.
1: Highly highly <laughs> educational, but also brought together some important fundamentals when interacting with the Internet. And that is something that is completely lost because we give our 10-year-olds a phone and then we do not have any no, sort No, of... we
4: give our 2-year-olds a phone.
1: Yeah, we give our 2-year-olds a phone and then have no... Um, way of, like, disciplining their, their action through that, that course. So, yeah, anyway, okay.
4: Well, well another thing is, I'm sorry, KY, did you want to talk?
3: <laughs> no, I was just thinking my kids don't have devices, and that actually came up in their homeschool today as part of a co-op project, but that's, you know... I know I'm in the min- minority, so that's okay.
4: <laughs> there's oh. a reason Steve Jobs did not give his own children his technology until they were of a majority. It there's a reason. <laughs> if, if 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 the man did not give his own children screen time while the rest of us were buying it all up, just just think about that. <laughs> um, the other piece is What's also interesting is there's this gap because while we also have an odd transition between a generation that has some internet knowledge savvy and, you know, a younger generation that has also got some, there's this in-between education period that I keep hearing about um, where elementary school teachers will come up to me and go, did you know this about internet safety? And... I'll go yeah. <laughs> well they were well they were explaining it to these kindergartners that you know at at the end of your email do you see that name? If the name isn't yours, you don't own the email that company does. Oh that makes so much sense. Yeah, that's that's why that's why Hillary Clinton got in trouble, um, and and you know,
0: not enough trouble in you my opinion, Pay but...
4: for with Google, um, and why you don't just you know drop all your personal information online? Just,
0: yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a whole that's a whole another whole another discussion when it comes to uh, what the metaverse is going to look like when it comes to data and scams and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we don't have time for that today because that's going to wrap up our discussion here. Thank you, Hillary, Meg, uh, Duncan, and Thray for joining us for this discussion.
4: Thanks for having us. (laughs) This was fun.
0: Always awesome.
2: Always awesome. Love y'all.
0: Love (laughs) you. Love you. What do you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful.
2: Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the back row LTN, or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo.
0: And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch.
2: Today's question comes from our friend Meg. Yes. yes. From Meg. She says, what was your favorite snow day activity?
0: Uh, as a kid, she As a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say... I have, like, two answers. Like, if we're talking about the, the go-to, the one that I would always do, of course it would be building a snowman. But
2: do you want to build a snowman?
0: If we're talking about actual favorite activity, I only got to do it a couple times. One in which I nearly died, which I told that story recently on the show. But it's mm-hmm. sledding. Uh, now, I could never, like, create my own sledding hills. And uh, so I didn't have any like around my house. So it only occurred when I was in like another state with family and stuff like that, that I had the opportunity to go in a safe environment. But uh, aside from that one time where I almost died because I almost fell into a, a, a dry river bed full of uh, fallen down trees um, at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> aside from that time, it was a blast. Uh, so sledding is my favorite. Mo.
2: Do you, do you realize that in our Twitch chat over here, uh, Ted knew that you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. There he is. Yeah. Matt oh, letting to his almost death to uh, kiss his future girlfriend, which I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I realized life was too short at that trip. <laughs> oh, my, I kissed her. Well, she was my girlfriend then. She's my future wife. Then.
2: Future wife. Um, okay. So y'all got to remember, I grew up in Eastern North Carolina and we didn't get snow
0: oh
2: mm-hmm. um i, I don't think really
0: think about north carolina doesn't get snow
2: north carolina north i mean north carolina does get snow just the mountains of north oh. carolina i grew up eastern which is pretty close to the coast i was about an hour and a half away from
0: the yeah. Coast. yeah okay
2: so, I got a lot of hurricanes. <laughs> uh, my favorite hurricane activity was sitting out.
0: Flying through the air.
2: Watching <laughs> everything fly past my house. And what then you sp- go Did you
0: paddle never experience- boating
2: through the flooded waters. I'm not even kidding. Ah. I am not kidding. Okay, look. Okay, hold on. Everybody look up. Everybody Google. You ready? Hurricane Floyd. And... Uh. Yeah, that happened in the town that I grew up in. And there are pictures, if you see any articles about Aiden or Grifton, um, and any pictures of people in boats, I mean, we were boating down the highway because it had flooded that much. So anyway, um, I I think in my entire childhood, I can remember... One time that it snowed. And the only time, the only reason I remember that is because I learned what a snowdrift was. I, the wind had blown in an odd direction of our house. And so it looked as if the snow was very deep. Yeah. And I stepped right off of our back steps into that snowdrift and went straight down (laughs) and like hurt my ankle and my knee super bad. Um, and then I was done with the snow for the
0: day. <laughs> well, that'll do yep. it. That'll I will tell wrap you wrap it up.
2: I, my Go favorite ahead. thing to do is make snow cream. So
0: Oh, that's dangerous. favorite thing too. I love snow make cream. Make ice cream out of snow.
2: And I have uh imparted the wisdom to all of my students this past week that you don't take a bowl out to your yard and scoop up snow from your yard off of the ground because You're going to get grass and dirt and, you know, any pet
3: left behind things. (laughs) Um,
2: But if you know that it's going to snow, you stick your bowl outside the night before. And then freshly fallen snow falls right into (laughs) your bowl ready for you to make snow cream. Yeah,
0: danger goes out there with a spoon. But you also don't scoop up. What you do is you skim the top. Skim the top. That way, no grass. No.
2: Yeah. You stick your bowl outside. It's <laughs> but if so you much don't easier. Think
0: about that ahead of time. Then
2: you don't eat snow cream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you miss out on Ex- fun. Okay? okay.
2: Exactly. You don't plan, you don't play. Just.
0: You heard very that, everybody. Simple. You heard it. No, said it here first. Right. If you're not responsible, you can't play. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's end with our verse for the day.
2: Our verse for the day is Psalm 86, five for you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you.
0: And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show.
2: Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially.
0: As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.